This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by BadMagics.com. BadMagics.com, more than just an online journal or a clothing line, BadMagics.com is a lifestyle brand dedicated to keeping you fresh from art to the music to the gear. BadMagics.com, shout out to the magic man. BadMagics.com, defenders of the true school. Yo, God, I do pull-ups in my Tim's kid. You know what I'm saying? With my Dunn. Nobody more gorgeous than my Dunn. Yeah. I hear it in the background. That cool G rapping Nas. It's an awkward-ass video. Extremely awkward. I'm currently looking at a man uh, in a tub. Yeah. The classic rapper in the tub scene. We got to do the Scarface, right? And he's uh, choosing to walk in Tim's on the treadmill. It's not, hel- it's not really helping Coogee rap a lot. No, no. I don't, I don't really understand. <laughs> it's a disturbing and awkward video. Whose idea was this? Said, you know what, Coogee rap? No, I bet the conversation was like, you gotta get Coogee rap to lose some weight. Oh, this is just a way to, to kind of yeah, get him started. Yeah, it was like, we got to get him started, man. Let's, let's, put him on the, let's put him on the treadmill. And he was like, nah, son, I'm, I'm too hard for that shit, B. In the 90s, there was a Star Trek movie called Generations that had Captain Kirk and Picard in it. And before it came out, we all thought it was going to be amazing because it was like the clash of the two captains. And it was so disappointing. It was the most disappointing thing ever because, and the people who wrote that said that, that they kind of panicked and just wrote the wrong thing and they kind of just just collapsed under the pressure and wrote a bad movie because even they couldn't top it. And that's what I felt like with that song because it's like that and you know what, Jay-Z and Nas too, I guess Jay-Z maybe it's Nas, not. Nas, Black Republican, yeah. It just um, didn't it didn't work out the way I thought it would. But let's start this motherfucker off right, man. Hey, can I throw something in on go that? Go ahead, go ahead. You just got to kind of keep the track record. Most of the time, if, if, if dudes don't really... this? If dudes... You are? Okay. Okay, yeah, that's that. I fucked it up. Uh, basically, if dudes don't like get their chemistry right, they shouldn't even do stuff together. Like, you know, I know a lot of people want to see it, the fans want to see it, and sometimes the artists think it's going to be a good thing. But let's just let Jay Z in there remember. Best of both worlds. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, that album didn't work out, it did only, it? it only well, it would have worked out if not for the rape and the. <laughs> the, uh, the uh, Sodomi. But let's set this. The dude said Sodomi. Sudoku, Sodomi, almost the same thing. What it is and what it do, this is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I am your boy, Lawrence G. And I'm your boy, Joey Barnum. And this is the Grown Grown Ass Ass Man Man Hip Hop -Hop Show, Show. where we talk about love, life, hip hop, and grown man shit. And everything in between. We're rusted in the motherfucker. But we're going to get this shit back on point. In the building. Mm Mm-hmm. We got we got uh, our, the gruesome twosome. We got what? the boy Jonathan Crane in the building, and your man Fred Frio. Yes, this is Rio. Everything's grande, nothing is petito. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Crane, master of fear. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? I I I'm existing in the world. Existing. 
Everybody's week been straight, man. Mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't get a <laughs> okay. chance to do my intro. Well, do you? You got an intro now? Yeah, I got an intro. Go for it. <laughs> I like to get my dick sucked and my balls licked by a tall bitch. Ha ha. That works. That works. Giggity, giggity. Goo. Professor Nasty has just entered the building. I like to get my salad tossed because I'm the salad boss. <laughs> well, that one, that one's uh, a bit I... more extreme, but you know what? Uh, hey, man, you're allowed to do whatever you want to do. Everybody has an intro. Uh, let me see. Do I have an intro? Uh, uh, I got a small dick, so I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Is it like that? That That's okay. I don't have the small dick problems. I'm sorry. And And, 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 and I still have my hair. Matthew. <laughs> now speaking speaking of um, debauchery, I, I'm glad that Professor Nasty has joined us today uh, because are we going to get into some news yeah, that has let's occurred? Hit some, let's hit some hot topics, man. Uh, Just before we jump into it, let me ask you a question before we get into that. Is there a clip of this? Uh, of this, there, there of, is of this no pastor. clip, but it's it's been like you know trending online and various sources it's kind of like one of these type of situations where they caught the guy saying something on a twitter and i think they have a like feed of it as well and he tried to erase well, it well, explain what you're talking about for the grown-ups man. so basically um scuttlebutt's been flying around hot scuttlebutt it's been flying around the internet of a pastor that supposedly said that he wanted to um toss Nicki minaj salad okay nothing wrong there you know he wanted to tongue some silicone what the Put his face between two beach balls. Okay. Exactly. Right. Right. So uh basically, uh, you know, it's it's the internet, so I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, give him a chance to straighten himself out as best as he can, given that he's a pastor. You know, so I'm sure he'll wiggle Before out of the He somehow. was a pastor, he was a man. Yes. Eating ass might have turned him to the Lord. Maybe he got to the point in his life where he was eating too much ass and decided that this is just too much. But then he's jumping back in heavy when you're going for Nicki he Minaj. Backslide. I'm like, that's I, no, that's very, that's that's you're supposed to kind of ease in. But when you say I want to go for Nicki Minaj, that's like you know you should try with a I start mean, with what, a guppy. I mean, you know, you start with a guppy. I mean, it, it's more like bad dieting. Yes. Then I mean, it's like eating fast food. It's not really real food, and it's not really good for you. But so he's being punished for just saying the truth. Because most dudes want to fuck Nicki Minaj, and he just said it. And so now, of course, he's a monster because, of course, he's a man of God. So he's not human, right? Oh, no. He, he's, he, once you become a man of the cloth, you you um, get uh, a liquid uh, castration. I see. And uh, you don't you don't really uh, have any sexual desires. and Anymore, and, except for uh, all of those who are creeping around the congregation. But we're going to leave that alone. Yeah, all the, li- all, I, I'm, I'm all not, the women on the front row are yours. You can't really go outside of that circle. Yes, I, I can see that now. It's like it's time. Hey, you got to be a rock. See, they're rock stars, man. They're rock stars. Pretty much. And so, so what's been the uproar? Because I'm not seeing an issue or a problem. <laughs> of course, well, no, it's a nasty. Well, it's it's well, you know, it's somewhat of um, supposed to be an uproar, you know, because that's like uh, Lawrence G put out there that since he's a man of the cloth. And uh, he you know has a congregation, and this guy found out that he, this male came out and created a buzz. Like this is what the average man would be thinking. So it's not a, much of a, an uproar. Like pastors ain't average men. Yeah. <laughs> they they got they got some backstories that I'm like, man, I ain't even lived. Exactly. Back in the seventies, man, I was shooting up heroin, and then 
in the middle of my house. The Lord came to me. Yeah, every pastor kind of have that has that story. I remember when I went to the job program, like that was like the guy who led the congregation or whatever. He was um he he had like a lot of stories like that about fucking a lot of women and everything, but now he changed his life and so now we can change our lives like that that's kind of the classic preacher thing. So they've all done dirt because they're human, number one. But it's like all of a sudden he's not supposed to be human anymore. And I guess he kind of slipped up and maybe I don't know. I didn't I didn't look at the thing, so maybe he went too far. I don't know. Um can we talk about one person that slipped up once? That ate Nicki Minaj's ass? Well, this man slipped up once. I'm oh, okay. sure that if he, if he was... He, he's taking losses like uh, Mick Mills. Wins and uh, losses. Wins and losses. Uh, yeah. this, this one person I want to talk about... I'm confused. I'm not... I'm not... I don't know. I, I, we, we, it's see, from the Professor Nasty standpoint, this is normal. So Yeah, you know, like my mind this. can't fathom. I, yeah. I want my pastor... <laughs> To tell me how much ass he eats, because then I know he's just like me. <laughs> I don't. I don't want somebody giving me the word who hasn't eaten ass before in their life. <laughs> I will never be able to give you the word. I mean, the I'm Bible's, not on the team. The Bible is full of bullshit anyway. <laughs> so if he eats ass, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on the team. Uh, that's on that team. Wait, wait, I can't. I just lost on, our free. Christian listeners. Wait a minute, freeze. We, we've just ran across. You know, you learn something new about your friends every day. So, Fred. I don't deal with the salads. You don't eat the groceries? No, you not the groceries. the groceries. I, my groceries come from the store, and they better not be the cashier. That's serious. I don't know if you can be a part of this crew anymore. Hey, man, I, I, I've already... I, once Trick Daddy put out there that he had put together the click... <laughs> see, I'm the first... I'm a guy that I'll stand up and tell people when I'm not in it. Like, if a dude say, man, I'm about going out here blasting all that, I say, yeah, I might blast somebody if they get out, you know, whatever. But it's like, I ain't trying to whatever, man. trying to join no click with Man, it. you got to experiment with these chicks, man. You got oh, to suck well, their well, toes. I experiment. You got to suck their toes, eat their ass. You got to do all, you got to fuck them up under their armpit. You got to choke them. <laughs> you got to twist their hair and spit in their face. Why you fucking them? They like that. You spit in their face. They like that one. See, that's, that's the professor, man. You got to put your thumb in that asshole and your I, I'm not, I'm not middle on the finger level. in the pussy and pinch down. <laughs> pinch. They call that the pinch bowling down. ball. You got a bowling ball, a bitch. <laughs> huh? He's back. So, so Are we uh, recording? Yeah, we we. I don't, been, I don't have. We, we've been there's recording. no way you have a problem with this. Are you guys looking at a picture of Nicki Minaj right now? Yeah, yeah, it's Let all good. We're, it's we're all discussing good. currently the ass to hip ratio. May I please of, see of ass, Nicki Minaj? Um, um, speaking of um, Closer, please. uncomfortable situations, mystical. I'll just use my phone. You're going he, crazy about your he's shit. He's going the Cosby route in a way more aggressive manner. <laughs> Yes, um, I I don't know what's going on with mystical because the first time that happened, yes, it's, it's it's crazy, right? I mean, that's one of those type of situations where you sit there and look at somebody and you see them destroying themselves, and it's bad what they're doing anyway because you're affecting somebody else while you're destroying yourself, and you just like, dude, you got more fame than me, you got more notoriety than me, and I know you don't got the same kind of shine that you used to have back in the day. But even when that happened the first time, I'm like, it would have did you better service. I mean, and here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to give this to you. Okay, let me go and put this into context. From what I understand, that lady that originally this happened with probably 
probably would have just straight up did something with him off GP anyway because she had stole that money and all this other stuff and knew him. And if that was what it was going to take to kind of squash the whole thing, she probably would have just did something in general with him, even though it was still extortion. That's that's what I'm right, understanding. Right, right, right. The problem came in was when this dude decides that he finna shoot a flick and call everybody he know over there and try to turn this into another type of situation just because she had stole that money. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's when things really got out of control with that situation because extortion was bad enough as it was because he was extorting on the street level for it. But it's like he puts that extortion button to the umph degree, and now it seems like he's done it again because that's why I say this guy's got – I just never really get the thinking of somebody that's going to go this far. Now, I, mean, I just don't. I mean, and this is a guy who's did songs – about how a guy killed his sister. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, I hate to get deep like this, but this dude had a song about on his first album about that and how that affected him. And now he's out here doing this type of shit. And I'm just like, I it just makes you just shrug yeah. your shoulders. Like, I, what I are you doing? I think everybody gave him the first mulligan, even though it was fucked up. We was kind of like, okay. Yeah, it's extortion right. with rape. I'm yeah, like, come okay. on, man, what are you well, doing? Everybody gave you the first fuck up. And then you go back and you're like. Yeah, people pretty much really, forgave him. I remember he was on Ellen. Um, like <laughs> right when he got out, and I was Mystical like, "Damn!" Was on Ellen, yeah, he was on Ellen wow. with that song that he did with uh, gosh, man, the Cash Money song, um, uh, baby, and uh, uh-uh. um, the the song that he did really recently, like oh man, with with uh, the same dudes who did like the the um Bruno Mars thing. I talk about the Uptown Funk remix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That, that song that's on that. Album. I know. I don't know the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. So I was kind of surprised. I was like, "Damn!" Even even white America kind of forgave him. They must really, uh, they must have really liked him. I mean, he cleaned up his image, cut the dread, you know, got what? suited up a little bit, and I, I thought that he was on his way to a comeback situation. And then you know, well, I think it's also you know we got to look at who he did it to. Like again, it's kind of like an R. Oh. Kelly situation. If if, if you would have did this to a certain group of people, you've been finished. But since this was like somebody, you know, that they care a lot less about, it's kind of like they're going to, again, they're going to blame the victim. They're going to whatever when this is extortion. And like I I said initially, this is extortion, which is pretty much a type, you know, you got somebody in a situation where they're going to do something that they probably didn't want to do no way. So that's bad enough. But you double, triple, quadruple teamed it by going inviting outside dudes into it jamming you know now everybody finna be jammed and on top of that you you trying to videotape it yeah he took that shit too far he took that shit to the next this is coming from professor nash he took that shit too fucking far i mean he's already a sex offender yeah rape rape is already uh is kind of that's kind of the line crosser i guess shit you guess let's be a little bit more definite with that i don't need we don't need to be i mean he uh he did some extreme shit yeah he definitely did some extreme shit he uh well, yeah, he, I guess he is a registered sex offender, he's man. A, he's a registered sex offender. I guess he is. What would you do, Crane, if 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 if, if a chick stole some money from you, and uh, the bitch order, can have the money, just get the fuck out. In order to keep from going to jail, <laughs> what would you do in that situation? In order to keep from going to jail, um, I probably just hire someone to kill her. Okay, <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't fuck her. You wouldn't extort her if she. I give you some pussy if you don't call the police. You wouldn't take the pussy. Can I? Uh, you? Would I? Would I? Um, that dude said he. No, no. I just, her. I just probably just. Yeah, I just do. I just do the other thing. Oh, okay. 
I don't know if he's serious or not. There was a situation at my job where a girl borrowed $300 from a coworker, and she took the longest to pay this man back. I mean, upwards to like six, seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and so she came to him at lunch in front of all of us, pulled him to the side, and, you know, they had this little side conversation. He comes back with this fucked up look on his face. And we said, well, damn, bro, what happened? He said, man, she she said, I ain't got you $300, uh, but I'll give you some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he, $300, he was like, just pay me my money when you can. Yeah, yeah. And we got to having the conversation, and we was like, yeah, that's pretty cheap for some pussy. I mean. <laughs> $300 is expensive yeah, in certain areas. $300 is Listen, can we talk about the street value of vagina for a minute? It's not three hundred. The going rate would probably be about one fifty in Alabama. <laughs> so you're uh, so three hundred dollars is is probably uh, one fifty. No, you talk now. Now you get out of control. You talking about them low level super street walkers now? Them, them, them you bitches. Gotta, you gotta get them bitches selling pussy for about thirty five dollars. This is just a regular. Now, now that's bad. Now that, that, that's with the clap, the herp. And the bird they selling, package. They selling pussy for like $35 and a ride to the nearest gas station. <laughs> that's, look, that's the that's Not the hurt. that I know. That's the hurt, slurp, and burp package. But, <laughs> yeah. hey. Uh, Nigga, well, you throw in a cell phone and a not, pickle, not, Now, and Vegas a pussy. Now, Vegas uh, pussy. Now, that's some, like, high price, expensive, healthy, quality pussy. Snitch. Now, now hold on. But, but before, I'm gonna let John because Jonathan Crane he got something to add to this. But I, I just want I wanted to actually say, you know, this the only thing that gets me about all of this shit is like you worked this hard to get your music career somewhere to actually finally get on after being pushed around and all this other shit. And to bounce you back. At the top. Now, hold and on. To bounce back. You working hard for it. You ain't back. seen bouncing back. But here, here's my thing. Pump me against the wall. See, Ooh. see, and see the crazy thing about this is. I'm sitting up here like, dude, you already was almost blackballed a couple of times. That first time around, that was the highest you'd ever been. And you were going to go probably in Buster Rhymes level stratosphere. Exact. Two, two number one well, singles. He blackballs and, bitches. That's what he yeah. does. And then so basically, it's I'm these like. bitches with the blackball. At the end of the day, I just don't understand this shit. I'm like, at some point, you got to let that quote unquote street justice shit go. And go on to start. Like 50 Cent show you how to do it. 50 Cent will start stuff with Satan. And he will mess around, have his bodyguards real, ready to take care of him. He took his shots. He didn't took his shots. I saw Keith the Sneak and got shot again. And then Tessa Cal. I mean, how many times we got to do this shit? I'm like, bro, once you got money and these bum-ass dudes in the street ain't got nothing, leave that bum-ass in the street, drive by yeah. that monkey ass, and let the them point, be over there. I thought the point was to, you know, get out of the hood, get out of those situations, and put layers between you and exactly. and the bullshit. Well, is it really that, or is it just... Well, I guess that is what you're saying, but I, I don't I don't think it's hood. I just think it's his character. You can put... I fuck with Mystical. I like his music, but I think you can put him in any situation, and he'll just do that. He'll, he'll fuck always it up. fuck it up. And we don't know... Well, speaking for myself, I don't know the stipul- stipulations of the situation. I don't know if he is or isn't. The other one was recorded. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking about the second one. I don't know nothing about the second one. I, you know, I don't know what he did or didn't do. But uh, if he definitely did this, then he's a very foolish man. <laughs> he's a very foolish, foolish person. Yeah, no, you mentioned the $300. I guess $300 is kind of like that's the – 
that's the main point for for a chick just devaluing herself. Right. It starts at three hundred. Yeah, because at, <laughs> at at my job, my buddy was like he was messing around with one of the deli girls and always picking at, her, always like trying to get her to fuck and everything like that. And uh, he started like just he just he'd be like, "What about fifty dollars? What about for a hundred dollars? What about?" And he got all the way up to three hundred, and she was like. Are you serious? She's like, are you serious? Um, can I see the... Like, she started thinking. It started rolling. It started happening in her mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, she really was going to suck wow. this man's dick for $300. For $300. She started thinking about it like, shit, I do have a son. Like, it, it would be nice if he got something nice for his birthday. Yeah, so, I guess everyone has a price. That's my point. You know, you're not like... Technically, is this is this um, slut shaming? I, I support sluts yeah, all um, the way. Because uh, see your money, sluts. I'm not. Well, see, I'm not paying for pussy. We're, too we're, much floating around. I don't here even for call free. them sluts. I just call them friendly people. Well, I, I just Service call them providers. Look, no, I, I call them professionals. Whereas you got civilians, and that's the difference. That's the game. And see, men don't forget a lot of y'all hoeing too. Well, yeah. yeah so, yeah, like, the thing is, y'all, there's a lot of you man whores out there. I see you. So the thing is, like, it's, it's like that's. Exactly. And so at the end of the day, you got to go ahead and keep in mind it's all the game. If you're a civilian, be a civilian. If you're a professional, be a professional. If you, you know, know your lane, stay in it. Don't if, get out of if it. If you're a civilian, get married because that's legal prostitution. Exactly. It even has benefits. Exactly. Governmental benefits. Exactly. <laughs> so you're some, somebody's going to take care of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so maybe. you can fuck in the ass and not go to hell. Yeah. Okay, well, te- maybe not. Technically, no. Technically, I don't really. It depends. It depends on your if your wife is a Christian or not. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'm fucking my wife in the ass. When I get married, she gonna get fucked in the ass. You better find one that's like that, cause a lot of that shit will get shut down. See, women do shit like this. Women are like that you, you fucking fuck the ass. Like you... fuck you. You can like fuck in the ass like right up until the day before the wedding, and then as soon as you get married, I don't do that. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do that anymore. Bitch, I kill your ass. <laughs> she never the script on. The I guess nigga. she never really wanted to do it. She just did it. Just was like, I've impressed him now. I've proven my point. <laughs> yeah, you know, like my boy, but like my boy, uh, Chris trying to Rock get said, cheated you on. You don't get your dick sucked no more after marriage. You, oh, you get fellatio, but you don't get your dick sucked no more. She yeah. got to put it in her mouth and all right, let's go, and that's it. I gag master, that horrible. motherfucker. I played the Fred and his charm life is special. Fred and his charm life is special. Oh, oh no, Fred! Fred just, just uh, you, you just have your general list of demands and you keep it. <laughs> everybody, everybody else is just all over the place with their shit. I interview. I interview. He's in a generalist. This is what I expect. It's reasonable. Yes. Uh, yeah. If this, is, if there, you. if there will be a problem, I need to know ahead of time. Uh, and sign the waiver at the bottom. I do the same thing. We with can Ryan. make changes to the contract at any time. Yes. Sign here, here, here. Initial here. Sign date yeah. here. X here. Drop of blood here. Thumbprint here. Notary yeah. and print. Yes, and this is my notary public. James, James, thank you. Hey, thank you. Have a good day. Now, do you have a problem with line six? Putting your finger. Let's in not my forget ass? the witness. You also have to have a witness present. Yes. The devil. The devil. <laughs> the devil has to be there. I'm here. Because I still own his soul. Um, anyway, his soul, souls. Oh, okay. All right, so check this out, man. After we come back, man, we're going to get into uh, 
another grown man top 10 we'll come back and we'll break that down in a minute this is the grown ass man hip-hop show back in your mouth with joey burnham and the whole crew freddie free jonathan crane we in it bit we out this bit we'll be back in it bit in it bit Hey, what's up? My name is Bun B. I represent the Mighty Group, UGK. What's happening? This is Big Daddy Kane. DJ Quick. It's your boy, Big Snoop Dogg. Yo, what's up? This your homeboy, Ice Cube. Hey, yo, this your boy, Buster Rhymes. Even the legends know. Your new spot for all things hip-hop. Fort Coast. All right, what it is and what it do. This is the Grown Ass Man Hip-Hop Show sitting in the building with Joey Burnham. Hello. Jonathan Crane. <laughs> yeah. And Freddie Frio. Yes, this is Rio. <laughs> He's in his pimp mode. Okay, so we're right back at you again with another. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. This is the grown man top ten. And we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to, this is going to be a series. So this will be part one of a four part series. And basically what we're going, the goal of this series is to define the 40 top MCs in hip hop. Hip hop is about 40 years old, a little bit over 40 years old right now. So we can actually go back and look at the top 10 rappers of each decade and at the end have 40 MCs that impacted the culture lyrically. That right, guys? Okay, yeah, just lyrically. All right. Okay. So, we got our first set. We're talking about the 80s. We're going to start in the 80s. We're going 80 through 89. Right? And anybody yes. got anything else to say about the, uh, the, the, the the list before we jump into it? I already disagree with the motherfucker. This, is, uh, this is all Lawrence G's fault. Yes, it is. It always is. So this one is my fault. Okay, I take the blame for this. It's I, I got to hear why why Joey Burnham disagrees with it. What's going on? Yeah, before we get into the list, I got to I got to see this because I, I think this is reasonable. Because what we try to do is we try to go from like kind of the evolution. If you look at the bottom, we're talking about evolution lyrically. When you get to the top five, you really can't place these guys because it's really just where you were at. You know what I'm saying? You really can't place these guys. But I just gave the merit. So, and it's I mean, hard. Don't you yeah. forget that there were a lot of people that were left off of this list. Yeah. But that's always the hard thing when it comes to the grown men top 10. It's hard to boil it down to just 10. And then I, I'm gonna, I ain't going to cut you off either. I, I just wanted to say that in one and two, and I'm not going to give the spoiler away until we get there, but those two guys were supposed to battle each other even. You know what I mean? That's how serious it is. That's how serious it is. Well, know. no, it's not, because a lot of people are supposed to battle each other and they never did. Because Cool G Rap and Craig B, all there's a lot of folks. But this this these guys, they were supposed to battle each other and they never did. So that's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Most folks ain't gonna do the research anyway of what I'm talking about. They're like, what's it what, what are you talking about, man? Is this nowadays? What's the battle? Niggas use words? Hey man, spoken word piece slamming. <laughs> anyway, Joe, before we get into this list, uh, uh-huh. what is your description? I just think that number four should be higher. And number two should be lower. I would okay. probably swap out two and four. Okay, well, hold that thought. Without giving any names. Hold that thought until we get there and then make that point. All right, so let's go ahead. Yeah. What we got is a grown man top 10. Wait a minute. Top right. 80s rappers. Is mine wrong? No, that, that ain't right anyway. Top 80s rappers. Well, let me see yours. 
Hold on, we got some problems. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the, the list that you set out. Hold on. Well, let's discuss what's wrong with it. I like the discussion. Well, hold on. Let me get there. Because I thought what we were discussing in there about the list itself, I think we got somebody out of order because we didn't have uh, KRS up that high. Actually, um, you know. I think you had Kane, too. Yes. Yes. So. I can agree with that. Yeah. And, and actually, I had. Uh, number four was higher. Yeah, yes, number four was higher. I agree with he that. Was right after he was actually. All right, so let's redo this, and I can cut all this shit out. <laughs> no, just keep it. Do the show. No, yes, come on. Do the show. This is the show. People want to hear this shit too. All right, okay. Yeah, so let's, let's do go, it like Let's this. go and okay. start talking about it, and then we'll go and structure it when we get in the show. Okay, when so we get right. into the list. So it's so is ten right? Ten is correct. Ten. consider and I just set it off is what I would consider one of the first God MCs of hip hop. Yeah. In the eighties, this man was the bar. Grandmaster Cass. Fuck that shit. For what? <laughs> well there you go. Number ten. Grandmaster Cass. Well, Grandmaster Cass. And the key <laughs> is the reason why Cass is at number ten and I want people to understand this. I hate you. Uh, Kaz is kind of he's a prototype MC. That is no diss to him. He's the, he's he's the guy that pretty much set up the bone structure for a lot of what people started doing lyrically. And he's like, of course, the ghostwriter uh, behind Big Bang Hank. And I mean, it's like this dude still got it today. Even when he, you know, somebody walked up to him and he, you know, does freestyles and does all this other stuff. You know, he's still that type of an MC. But he was the prototype type MC. And he's at number ten not because we think he's. I don't think lesser of him, but what I did was I was encouraging everybody to do the list and almost an order at which I think how this things is the evolution. The evolution. I think that the eighties so, the eighties list represents the evolution of hip hop. Yes. The evolution of the style, the evolution that brings us into this 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 list is the precursor to the nineties. As as we get into the nineties, you kind of see the, the 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 ebb and flow of how these group of MCs affected 90s MCs and that style that they started off with kind of got perfected. Exactly. And and that's, that's what I was trying to say. That's what I'm thinking about Cass. So, I mean, like I said, I don't look at it as this guy's lesser or anything like that. I just feel like he is the, he is the godfather that created styles for other people to run with. You know what I'm saying? Right. Took MCing to a whole nother level when it was a lot more like what disc jocks were doing right, at the time. Right. You think he, one day he's gonna show up to Big Bank Hank's house and just murder him? 
Well, Hank is already dead, so <laughs> you gonna kill him twice. <laughs> like, you know, he gonna oh, piss damn. on that nigga grave. Do you think he was the person who killed Big Bang? Hank? <laughs> um, uh, I think he had other health issues. But I uh, like. Snitch. Do you think that no matter what happened, he? Uh... <laughs> well, question: Was there ever uh, a beef between them? Oh yes, yes, yes. It was. It went their entire life pretty much because, like, basically, you know, people were messing up money back in the day, and you know, this is one of the type of things they thought rap was a fad. So Hank never did the right thing with this situation. I mean, this dude then gave you the rhyme. You then said his name in a rhyme. You never came forward and just said it. It's not like you were a lyricist and we expected Big Bang Hank to have a solo album. If he had parlayed that correctly, Big Bang Hank may have had a solo album. Right. You exactly. feel me? Right. But instead, he didn't do it. I mean, you're supposed to be like, yo, Cass, we own. We own, man. Hey, what I get, you get. We finna run. Glass everywhere, people pissing on the stage. You know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out. I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the touch of repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm well, Melly Mail, of course, with the message. <laughs> No, go ahead. You good, Fred? Go yeah, Mel, yeah. Melly Mel with the message. Melly Mel, when he brought the message in, he took uh, another leap forward with rap. That nigga was an MC. Boy. Yeah, that dude. That when he penned that that song, he added a substance that wasn't always there in rap. It was because rap was born in the party. Hip hop was born in the party, and it was more of a known as a party vibe thing. But he showed that you could actually talk about something of substance. And I dare anybody to just break down the bars of the message to this day. Forget the cadence, and you close your eyes. You think he's talking about right now? Because uh, the inner city ain't changed. This, and that's what you call a timeless piece of work. And very few people get that. I mean, I don't care what you're doing. And, and uh, that goes back to what we we're saying. Was it the most lyrical? empirical inferior flipping words like birds and all this stuff no it wasn't but he was straight to the point broken glass everywhere people pissing in the streets man they just don't <laughs> care i'm like come on man well you know it ain't gotta be like you said quagmire for it to be considered quagmire. high level it just has to connect in some type of way and let's not, let's not also forget that he had one of the first hip-hop features with shaka khan on fail for you shaka khan shaka khan shaka khan Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it, that's all I wanna do. Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it, let me feel for you. Shaka Khan, what you tell me, what you wanna do? Do you feel for me the way I feel for you? Shaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do. I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too. So let me take it in my arm, let me feel you with my charm, Shaka. Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Shaka. I make it more than just a physical dream. I wanna rock you, Shaka, baby, cause you make me wanna scream. Let me rock it, rock it. All right, coming in number eight. Eight. I used to live downtown, 129th Street, Convent. Everything's upbeat, parties, ball in the park, nothing. But girls after dark, we chill. Nobody gets ill in the place. We call the hill, but if you try them, that's when they will get wild. But they don't fight, they kill at the wild. Cool Modi. 
How, how do you how how do you like me now? Cool Modi should be higher on the list. Personally, how I do think you, that how, Kumo how do you D, like me? If we're if we're looking now. at this from a standpoint of progression, stylistically, culturally, lyrically, I think Kumo D is in the perfect place. Yeah, because without Kumo D, we would still be rapping like the Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, he he's a guy. He started moving forward, started adapting his style. I forgot there was a, a crew that came up with the whole speed, what they call speed rap style. And he kind of like twisted it a bit further. And so, and then his battles with Busy B is well known. And that's where the, you know, where he sit around there and, you know, you looked at LL, he said LL copied him because of the way he was delivering and the kind of way he, he, he was one of the guys I think that did the Cage Panther before anybody else. We call it when MCs are walking back and forth on the stage. Now, don't get me wrong. MCs have been doing this, but a lot of times MCs were tied into the whole still doing almost a little disco strutter. They had something going on. You know what I'm saying? But this is Cage Panther. He's like walking around pacing and just, yeah, delivering the bars. And he's one of them guys that really was doing that type of thing. Him and Busy B like got at it. And that was, you know, that was it. And, I, and like I said, but structurally, I put him there because he's another, He's he actually touches Melly Mel on them. He's a foundation level MC that that's where he belonged. And, you know, when we get to the next person, they kind of like just they don't even touch that that we light year jumped ahead into they are the children everybody after this are the children of these other three in a way you know what i'm saying yeah the first three are the architects and and the rest are kind of like you know they live in the house that was built by the architects uh, right I, like right, i right, said right. i feel cool modi should be like in the, the top. architect of wreck cool modi should at least be in the light the top seven which is hard nah. because cool modi nah bro Kumo fucking D. I mean, I know. I'm here. Who would you? Who would you take? Who would you move down, or who would you move up to? Uh, to move in where you want to move in. As much as he needs to be higher, I can honestly say, I don't know who I would. I don't. I honestly don't know who I would move. That's, that's what I'm that's saying. A hell of a problem. But see, that's the thing. Like now, I can say because it's all subjective to me still. But I will still say at because at the end of the day, I think Kumo D is great. So. You know, I'm not weighing it the same way y'all are. Matter of fact, matter of fact, order. I said he need to be in the top seven, right? So I think you need to switch out eight and number seven. That's what you need to do. But then, see, you're putting what you call it down with the archetypes, and that's kind of weird. But okay, that'll work, whatever. But see, that that's so the we point. Put it to a vote, though. See, that's the point I was making, though. Like, yeah, but that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm saying with the list, though. That, I, I'm, I'm saying, not. It's not about archetypes. It's about who's the better MC. Mm, I yeah, I, that that's not that's not what Freeze is doing. But we, I'm doing my my favorite to 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 most do least really, favorite to do most we really favorite. Really want to have that conversation between seven and eight. Let me, let me I, exactly. That's that's yeah, what I was. Well, let me do it like this. Let me, let me say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. And oh, that's what me oh, and him was on. getting at a few minutes. Well, ago. see, here's the thing. If you want to look at structure, bar for bar over time, light represented an evolution. Yeah. Okay. Let style. me go ahead and say that. We got MC Light coming at in at seven. number seven. Seven. I am the Light. L Y L L Y T E. I am the Light. L Y L L Y T E. I am the Light. L Y L L Y T E. Do you understand the metaphoric phrase "light as a rock"? It's explaining how heavy the young lady is. You know what I'm saying, King? Yes, my brother, but I would consider light as a rock a simile because of the usage of the word as. 
And now, directly from the planet of Brooklyn, MC Light as a rock. Must I say it again? I said it before. Move out the way when I'm coming through the door. Me? It's light as a rock Guys watch Even some of the girls clock Step back It ain't that type of party No reply If you ain't somebody Get out my face Don't wanna hear no more If you hate rejection Don't try to score First base You ain't got what it takes Your smile Your wink Your big fake flake You're so pathetic You make my stomach turn You beg You borrow Now you have to learn And the reason why she's there is because she represented and represented hard for the ladies. She she is the archetype female rapper. Like Roxanne, Roxanne, and all those other women, like JJ Fad and everybody else, they came out, but they had kind of a more of a dance style with it. And they were more of a, you know, they were rocking, but it was kind of more like whatever. But, you know, MC and Light Roxanne came Chante in. was more Roxanne, novelty. She more novelty. Yeah. She, she became okay, a let novelty. Me say this. But, but, let me but say this. MC Light. Go on, you can finish, friend. I'll say M- MC Light came in and she set a, a watermark that that women rappers can come in and do their thing at. Now she was more evolved, right? Because for the for the heads, when you start breaking down the bars, you know Kumo D was still even when he was battling with LL, he was still holding on to his some of his original cadence. Your lackluster, lavishes, lavishes, the whole body in the bottom. I mean, and that's cool, but he was getting caught up. Swept up in his own, what you call it? You know, Wild Wild West. We used to go downtown, up 29th Street. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's this and type. bitches. Exactly. Want to toss my ass salad. Yes. Yeah, I got you know some ranches. I don't remember that remix. I don't remember that verse. Oh, yeah? Do you remember the That would be great, though. We, we go don't, ahead, Grant. What's up with that what you got song Fourth Coast Studios? <laughs> no, man. Um, I probably would have put Chuck D in. But, you know, hey. I, I agree with what you guys are saying, but I think you guys are both saying the same thing about MC Light, but for different reasons. I think that you just think MC Light is unbelievably dope and she's an MC and she belongs on the list. I think that you're giving her the nod because um, she kind of represented for a certain group that wasn't represented in hip hop as strong. And there was an evolution to her flow. She, yeah, yeah, she I, would be one of the archetypes right after Cool Modi. Yes. Okay. I disagree with that criteria. This list should be about who's the better MC. I think she's the better MC. And the reason why I think she's the better MC because of her flow is evolved. Her flow is farther. But but her a, flow uh, is farther. But a fucking radio is gonna be better than a, a 2017 radio is gonna be more advanced than a fucking 79 radio. Well, technically, if you really want to nah. be technical, MP3s are shitty qualities of music and they record. You get what the yeah. fuck I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Piece of music, exactly, and and but what I'm saying is stylistically, a 2017 cell phone is better than 2000. But but what I'm phone. just saying, even because if this is subjective, which it is subjective, to me, you know, I have listened to more MC Light. You see what I'm saying? Like Light as a Rock and stuff like and that. Cool D. I yeah, and Kumo D. Yeah, yeah, I have. You now, feel me? musically, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. An impact on the culture. An impact on the And I thought this was the just about interior is lyrics and impact on the culture. And yeah. this particular so list you're saying is both. Is yeah. and this particular list is you can see the evolution as you go. Oh, from like, rapper okay, to rap. okay. Well, if it's like that, then MC Light should probably be higher than seven. Then if it's about lyrics, higher than seven, higher than some of those other people. But, but I don't if, see if that. If we talk man. about M's impact on the culture. She was I the mean, first female MC 
to and not technically, but she was the first female MC to be, higher, be as but, good okay. as the dudes. But better. higher than Slick Rick, Cool G Rap, you know. I wouldn't say that. So, I wouldn't. I so I think I that, that right there, though, that's that's as high as she's gonna get, man. With Based these people, yeah. List, with these that's people, as high yeah. She gonna get, man. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, because this fits this fits her perfectly, just because. Because like I said, to me, I I'm not weighed in a certain kind of way. Her importance is set. I forgot about the impact, so I apologize for that. I thought it was just lyrics, cause I think, oh, yeah. I, and y'all may disagree, but I think, I think lyrically, lyrically, Kumo D can rap better than her right now, today in 2017. Mm, yeah, I, no, I, I think for me personally, I don't think I think uh, Fr- Freeze is right. He kind of was, he was kind of like what I call like a word jumper, like he would jump his da 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 da, da uh, and that was kind of. That was that wasn't as advanced as what MC Light was doing. I think MC Light he don't was rap like that in two thousand. I heard the man rap in two thousand ten, and he sounded like a a lesser cat. Well, MC Light isn't isn't whack now at all either. Both so, of them are not whack. Yeah. They're both great. Yeah, but uh, I think but, he's but, just a, a better MC. And even today, if they was sitting in this room and rap, you said he sounded like a cannabis. We can move along. Well, come on now, let's in not act term, like cannabis ain't musically. He sucks. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I blame Cliff. I blame Cliff. If we're talking about this in the frame of nineteen eighties. Huh. That's a respectable place for her. Seven is a respectable place for her, especially when you put her up against who's coming in at who's coming in next at number six. Six. Hey, Cause concern it's Why don't you listen and learn Love That once was strong But you to society Even that's turned wrong Times have It is cool to look bummy And be a dumb dummy And disrespect your mommy Have you forgotten Who put you on this earth Huh Who brought you out proud? And who loved you since your birth Reward is a brainwashed kid going wild Young little girls already have a child Bad company Hey now you've been framed Hurt it and ashamed for ruining yourself. And your mommy can't cope. Hey, little kids, don't follow these dopes. As a rule from a non fool, your life don't drool. Don't be a fool like those that don't go to school. Get ahead and accomplish things. You'll see the wonder and the joy life brings. Don't admire these kids. Hey, they don't admire you. Their time's limited, hard rocks too. So listen, be strong, scream, whoopie doo. Go for yours, cause dreams come true. And you all make your mommy so fun. proud of you too. And this is a message that the ruler you know, Rick threw, you know and it's true. You know what? You know what we like. Coming in at number six is Slick Rick. MC Ricky D. The ruler. Uh, the, reason, the reason why Slick Rick is here. Is the storytelling rap. I know the message had that storytelling level, but it's the cadence, the character. It's he delivered so much to rap. He had swag. swag. He was really one of your first. He was one of your first swag rappers. Exactly. That was super swag. I mean, everybody swagged out. Yeah. He was a storyteller. He had a lyric. He had personality. (laughs) Yes. I mean, Ricky D. I mean, everybody. People were wearing eye patches, messing their eye up because he had an eye patch on. You feel me? (laughs) And then on top of that. (laughs) <laughs> they were actually stabbing their own eyes just so they could have the eye patch. <laughs> so you got to think about that. How good is he? Exactly. So basically, at the end of the day, you got to look even forward that Outcast gave him tribute. 
a lot of people give him tribute for what he done. Like the art of storytelling kind of, you know, they had to have him in there. You know, they had to have certain things in there because it's, it's, it's his trilogy. When he, when he originally did, um, you know, Lottie Dottie. Right. right when right, he right. did like uh children's bedtime story or children's story, these are the, st- you know, when he did adult story. Oh my. Oh uh, yeah, we're right, gonna, we, I'm scared of that one. We're gonna leave. Yeah, we're gonna that leave the adult song. story alone. That's oh, another show. That puts us right leave it? back. So Professor Nasty doesn't want to talk about the elevator adult story. No, that needs his own show. God damn. <laughs> we're gonna we leave that up there with mystical run past. That, I, I that needs suggest, a whole dedicated show. Yes. I would suggest that the grown ups. Go back. It's on uh, an album called "The Art of Storytelling." Yes, it's he, like one of the last songs on there. For a go, reason. Go back and listen to it. It's called "Adult Story." Uh, I, I, I give it rape anthem of the year. Yes, and it was made in '99. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's and it was weird because it was like he had just got out of jail. <laughs> and and, and notice how this thing happens, have a know? song about that. She came out in '99. Yeah, she came out in '99. Yeah, damn. So for him that he just got out of jail, and for him to have a song about butt rape, mm. that was weird. Kinda yeah. Weird. I don't think that was a terrible album. I just think, like you mentioned earlier, we're judging it against some absolute classics. So if you compare it to those, it is kind of just the odd man out kind of. Like, really I'm talking about I'm talking about if you judge it against those, the other classic albums that he made, like oh, yeah. Children's Story and everything. Yeah, That's what I mean. Uh, the, what is it? The, the Adventures of Slick Rick? You, yeah, you judge nothing, it against those. Nothing he does is ever going to compare to that album. I'll yeah, just, so I'm, <laughs> so I'm that saying we, that's that's why that album, the art of storytelling, kind of just it kind of falls flat in that way. It's not it's not great, but if you listen to it now, I mean, it's not a terrible album. You know what I mean? I tried to a couple months ago. It it, it didn't. Huh. What I thought of it then in '99, fresh. I think I was either fresh out of high school or like finna Come get on, out of man. high school. Come on, man, Frozen. And Shit. I mean, come on, Some man. Of it didn't. There were a few songs on there that still stood up, but for the most part, that album it it, it just didn't age well. He wipes his ass with the rapper's face. Come on. It just that album didn't stand up. <laughs> but this is but this is about give him a taste. I wipe my ass with the rapper's face. But this is about nineteen eighty. Oh oh see, I don't know why any of this is going anymore. So let's. <laughs> what did you? What did they do to you, Rick? What did they do? Right, so let's move on to number five. Now, I think that as we get down to this part of the list, there is some. Something different, y'all guys want to do? Oh, I didn't know. What's up? There was a there was a couple of like fucking tell the truth. How about that? When I was five years old, I realized it was a role. At the end, I would win lots of pots of gold. Never took a break. Never made a mistake. Some nights I shed a tears while I was set a bridge. Been through hard times, even worked part time in a key food store, sweeping floors sometimes. I was sort of a quarter, taking the next man's orders, breaking my back with the shack for headquarters. All my manpower for four bucks an hour. Took the time and wrote rhymes in the shower. Choose a scuff, cause the road gets rough, but I'm a rocket cause my box ain't stuffed enough. Finally, I got a place to cut my first plate. The road ain't 
Okay, so number so, five is Coogee Rap. Oh, yeah, we, we, we go with Coogee. So is, is, is Coogee Rap five cool coming in at number five? Yes, I, I think Coogee Rap is. And the reason why he's there is because of, like, again, what he means to the game. Road to the riches. That's your reason why he's there. Well, please, please. Okay, well, please. it's my reason. Yeah, my reason why he's there because I don't know what these people are doing. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I haven't even heard in a sense. But, but again, Cool G Rap, Road to the Riches, um, Nas, and all of these guys, they point to this guy. His style is what birthed a lot of the uh, the people we listened to in the 90s style. Like, the from the, he's style. the, mafio, he ma- the mafioso one, kingpin. Mafioso kingpin in rap. Road he to was, the Riches. And he was uh, another God MC. Yes. And um, just the impact that he had stylistically and lyrically is why he's at number five right now. Because I think that right now when we get to the bottom of this list, we're getting to um, the top of the evolution. Yeah. And, I think and that he brought Superhead well, well, to the game. And, and, and yeah, then he does have. So, Fred, you think he had a. Why, why is he number five for you? My bad, my bad. Oh, uh, basically, again, like because he is the godfather of mafioso rap and what that actually means to New York hip hop and just rap in general right now. You got a lot of MCs from the '90s that moved forward. They crept a lot from his style uh, and who he was. Um, I mean, he set up a lot. That Road to the Riches album. My name is Coogee Rap, and I'm on the Road to the Riches. So many people to this day. They still, they spit those lines like they spit in the Big Daddy Kane verse. And the way that he rapped was uniquely his own. You know what I'm saying? And Raekwon owes to that. A lot of cats owe to that stuff. Face, all um, of these guys come look off back of that. At, you can look back at Reasonable Doubt. Yes. You can look at... Um, that ma- whole mafioso at, um, culture, he is Nas. like the god. You can look yeah, at Nas. second album Nas. Yep. Um, and, you can, and you can see... You know the likenesses and the, and the homage that they pay to exactly, Kuji rap. and they'll so, say his name by name. So he has a bigger rap. What is he number five? So he has yeah. a bigger rap, a bigger um impact. Excuse me. Then uh, six through ten. Uh, basically, because of the evolution of where it was. When you look at what Mafia so rap became. Mm-hmm. Like too bad we couldn't get like full on gangster rap in there, like with Easy and them with Cube and them. But that's in the, you know gets later, but. You know, because we really didn't get anybody to represent their side. But Coogee Rap, he's kind of like the guy who kind of sparked a lot of this, this stuff. This is true. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, and I think that a lot of another reason why we got so many New York rappers are on here because they, was they came out and, they came, and hell, they came out of I mean, New York. the 80s. They came out of New York. It's, the it's, whole it's thing came out of New York. It's, I mean, yeah, exactly. You, you move closer saying? to the 2000s, you probably gonna name a lot of Southern rappers. Let's, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody had their time to rain. Yeah, right, and then you right. got the 90s where you had the West Coast got their shots in. You know, see, I'm I'm still confused by the list though. I, you know, I got to be a difficult one. You're I'm still I'm still confused by the list because if it's not why why put them in any order if it's not about who's better? I think that's just the way that Freeze wants to do his list because of the his his idea of what hip hop is in terms of how he he doesn't really rate things the same way. You and I kind of lean in a direction where we're like this guy is third, this guy is second, but that's not how he really rates things. So it's his own individual list, then it's the rest of us. Yeah, well, we, I agree. We, with this that. the same list. We all got the same list. Yeah, we all got the same list. I, yeah. I kind of agree. Like I said, well, I'm in that, in that case, I, I put more. people in in order. That's how I do things. But he said he didn't want to do that though. 
like I said, for, for me, the list is evolutionary. To me, that's I see there's an evolutionary flow that goes to this list. Then that's not a top ten then. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I can't, I really can't fathom this shit. I really, it's well, actually, beyond my brain power. Actually, it's the top ten as far as like we can say who we think. It's the top ten reign. of the '80s of the '80s and who we think reign in general. How we can kind of come because you know we're gonna have conflict. We're not gonna agree with where anybody lands on the mm-hmm. list per that's, se. Yeah, anyway. that's, we never do. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah. I think this is as close as we came to some kind of agreement when, even when we were out there talking. You see what I'm saying? That's why. So that's just is kind of like I spitball that's something out. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I spitball something out, and and this is kind of like what came out. And you know, because you can't really, you can break anybody down for merit. You know what I mean? And you got to think about it. The writing of Ice Cube, Ice Cube ain't even on this list. Oh, yeah. The writing of Ice Cube, Ice Cube write the rhymes that I say. How did he not have the kind of impact he had when he wrote rhymes for Easy E? He wrote rhymes for Dagum himself. You know, he wrote rhymes for like probably who God knows who else in there. You know what I'm saying? Come yeah. on, man. I probably would have put Chuck D and Ice Cube on the list, just me personally. But hey, yeah. it's a collective list. Your voice deep as one, two, no three, four, reason. five, six, seven, eight, nine. What I do, do in a battle do for it. the mind. Do it. Ten. Yes, that's right. You gotta say ten. You ten. One, two, three, exactly. Ten. So, but yeah, the, and and the only reason I honestly say that, you know, I won't Chuck. I'm I'm a big, I'm a diehard Chuck uh, uh, Public Enemy fan. I still got their new albums, which I'm not appreciative of one of them. Um, but uh, the, you the, know. The, well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll later. We'll talk about that later because I don't want to run the show over. But uh, number number com- coming in at number four. four. LL Cool J is hard as hell. Battle anybody, I don't care. You tell, I accept. That's self-explanatory, gentlemen. The man was the '80s. I mean, come I on. Mean, no rapper can rap quite like he can. He takes a muscle-bound man and puts his face in the sand. He's not the last mafia yo, or an MC cop. He make you say "Go LL" and, and do, do the, the walk. I think LL should be in the number two spot, yeah. and the number two should be in number four. Yeah. Um, um, let's do it like this. Because see, the list is. Let me tell you something. Talk about LL Cool J. Since we got him at four. And we might be moving them around because it seems like there's some. This is where it's getting kind of funky, and we might need to put these two of Well, let me we put got, s- right now. We got LL Cool J at number four. Is there a move, Joe? Is there a movement? Is there a motion on the table to move him from the fourth spot? I mean, it sounds like I'm gonna lose that one, which is cool with me because no. the top. But let's put it on the table the way we always do. Let's okay. Put it on the table. But the well, top four, if it's left the way it is, I mean, damn. I mean, it's good the way it is. Yes, I got him at number four. You okay. can they, you can fight it out for number uh, four to. Uh, I mean, you could pick KRS at KRS at number four because really, to be honest with you, this is why I'll agree with Joe on this. This is why um, because KRS one, he was more of he was the street type rapper that was doing a conscious teaching and he was the prototype of a whole lot of the 
you know, the black fist up, he's going to represent where Chuck D and all of them belongs because he was a step, he's a, a step above, he's above Chuck D lyrically. You know what I'm saying? And then this guy, he's done it all. He came in like, whereas Chuck D has probably one battle pointed rapper, a uh, battle pointed, uh, uh, what you call it, was a public enemy number one. KRS One has the most famous in history with the bridges over, destroying MC Shad, then coming back and destroying him again because he had the audacity on crack to speak. He also destroyed him on the Sprite commercial, too. Yes, yes. He, did, he then destroyed him on the Sprite commercial. I'm like, what? stop battling this dude, please. He's eating your soul. And he tried to crank it up again uh, earlier and, this year. That's why I said, and got ate again. <laughs> and I'm like, would you stop? Would you stop doing this, Shad? Do you just want to ass whoop I think you in on this now. I think you in on this. Okay, I'm on. Yes, yes, he just shows up and say, I'm going to say something about you. Get him back to Mike. Is that that the one who said he's the Washington general of MCs? (laughs) You know, the people who come, they show up and they they play the the Globetrotters. Exactly. But, you know, really it's just an entire skit. It's like a show. Wow. That's it. Ain't he the one who said, uh, uh, I got dumbbells with real bitches singing the notes. What you know about cars and boats? I got doorbells with real bitches singing the notes. <laughs> or some shit yes. like that. Yes. Cars and boats. Cars Doors and boats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck, I fucked it up. That'd be some hard shit. You remember the doorbell? Some women just pop up. Uh, that was a boondocks. Yeah. That was a that boondocks. boondocks episode like that. <laughs> it's MC Shan. Wow. Okay. So, all right. So, the monument. Anyway. Number so, three. Y'all two talking about evolution. Okay, we was on number four. We said LL Cool J. So y'all we just put replace LL with KRS. Okay, so number four is who? KRS. Number four is KRS One. In about four seconds, a teacher will begin to speak. Is LL Cool J. LL Cool J is hard as hell. Battle anybody, I don't care. You tell. I excel. 
And, and I can see moving him there because, number one, this is the man that really – he's one of the guys uh, that created Def Jam. He's the – as a teenager, he was put there, like I said, and we just did his whole rhyme from bad. Yeah, he's the first release. This guy, he was a teenager. You know what I'm saying? I want to say he was 16. Yeah. And so he's, he, he's a guy who beat the child star curse. He did all this other stuff. He battled like a Kumo D and then battled Ice-T, then battled MC Hammer, then battled Cannibals. If you take a shot at LL, he going to come out and say your name. Because when he did to the break of dawn, where he went at Kumo D, Hammer, and Ice-T, you know what I'm saying? And one song, and that was that was one of the most brutal songs that was beside No Vaseline. <laughs> and when he went at Cannabis, listening to the original Cannabis verse that like made uh, L.O. Cool J go into a rage, I didn't hear the, I didn't hear the diss. I didn't hear the diss either. I, I was like, this dude, I, I don't know, man. I think he just wanted to fuck him up <laughs> it's for whatever just, reason. He, no, he, well, he's just from the era. He's from the era where any slight disrespect could get, it's like everybody was going. See, subliminal, think about it. We already talked about what happened when uh, uh, Rakim's people kept telling him that EPMD were going at him. And he's like, okay, he's going at me, so I'm going to send shots back. Them dudes made phone calls. Kumo did him. They did not like each other. That dude told him, you little burnt up French fry, I'm that type of guy. And I'll mm -hmm. take Kumo, slam him like a sumo. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That dude, like, that dude, that dude was kind of, yeah, come on, man. Them dudes did not like each other. He told him his skin is ashy and his teeth need Colgate. So, yeah, but LL, he's a prototype artist as well. He's one of those type of guys. He was, like, the, the pop. He could do both pop and regular hip-hop. He's the guy that came with the love song, you know, like to the pop level before anybody, believe it or not, I think he heard somebody like Freddie Fox or something like that doing a song similar to that. Uh, a bump, it was somebody hard was doing a love song and he came back and did a love song because he heard them just performing it to a, a slower beat. Wow. So, and that's just, it's that type of crazy thing. This dude did all this stuff. And going forward, as we get into the 2000s, he is definitely an archetype for a lot of artists. Yes. Going forward. Yes, he did. Oh, man. It's like, if they say that they don't know LL, you just sit up and like, you just right. being an asshole. Exactly. exactly. And, and then when people say they don't, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Fat was stepping to me. They want to get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. Another victory. They can't get with me. So pick a PC day, because you're history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. For you to beat me, it's going to take a miracle. And step into me. Yo, that's a wrong move. So what you on, Hobbs? Dope a dog food. Competition. I just devour. Like a pit bull against such a wawa. Because when it comes to being dope, hot damn, I got it good. Now let me tell you who I am. The B I G D A double D Y K A N E. Dramatic, Asiatic, not like many. I'm different. So don't compare me to another. Cause they can't hang. Word to the mother. At least not with the principle in this pedigree. So when I roll on your rappers, you better be ready. To die because you're petty. You're just a butter knife. I'm a machete. This may my Genshu. Wait until when you try to front so I can chop into your body. Just because you try to be basing. Friday the 13th, I'ma play Jason. No type of joke, that game, puzzle, or riddle. The name is Big Daddy, yes, big, not little, so define it. Here's your walking papers, sign it, and take a walk. As the cane start to talk, cuz. No, I'm the Big Daddy. Yeah.
you pure, you're purely pathetic. I won't let it. And once I said it, the after party's in the paramedics. Come on, man. Shit. Damn, yeah, this dude, this dude said, let it roll, get bold. I just can't hold back a flow because I'm a man with, with soul. In control and effects of what the heck rock the discotheque in this group is what's next. I like when he said, I like to get my dick sucked by a thick slut. Bitch, what? <laughs> that's that's the one I really got. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know if you quoting like other rappers are too short. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Big Daddy Kane, man. Eminem. Um, yes. I, yes, LP. Yes. A lot of people. They the rapping rappers, rap, the rapping rappers, the they rappers. talk, they talk about Kane. They talk about Rakim. They talk about Kane and LL. And LL. These are guys that they sit there and Coogee, they talk about Cool G. Oh, yeah, talk, yeah, but Coogee. in this top three, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yeah, because Cool G, because Cool G, they have that mafioso style. Like, so you really can't lose with this list. You really can't lose I, with I, it. There's I'm no boo boo. Curveball in here. Looking back at this list, jumping on this conversation, I'm finna throw a curveball in here. I see something different. Which I'm I'm finna fuck it up. I, I'm finna do the Joe. Mm-hmm. He, he, he can't do it. Yes, um, be a free thinker then, if that's what you mean by be the Joe. Oh, go ahead. I'll I'll let you slide with that. Um, no, I choose to slide. With that. <laughs> no one lets me do any fucking thing. Um, should we switch? Yeah, <laughs> we got we got Kooji Rap at five and KRS One at four. I feel like we should move Kooji Rap down to five. And put KRS one. I mean, I feel like we should move Kooji Rap down to four and put KRS one at five. Kooji mm. Rap at four, KRS one. Um, the impact though. Um, Lit, oh, this, I probably, this is what me I'm personally, say. I probably, um, I think you were about to say like lyrically, I probably would choose Kooji uh, Rap. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say this. But I'm gonna say this. If it's just lyrics, Kooji Rap above KRS one. J- just album wise. Yeah. But if it's impact and lyrics. KRS one above Kooji. Yeah, because you gotta look at uh K R he Joe's right because you know you gotta look at it. KRS one with the you must learn, uh yeah. the whole like learn, you know, and like the fact that this dude to this day is still, he's still spit. He's still spitting. Like and notice and, and I, it's not that, you know. And notice I said I hate to cut you off, but notice I said album wise, Kooji rap is more lyrical. Cause I'ma say this off album, freestyling. Off the head, KRS One probably better than Cool G. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, you know, like just as far as classic albums is concerned, he's got a couple. He's got like I think Criminal Mind. Yeah. He's still talking about KRS One. Yeah, KRS One. Yeah. So I mean, I think he may have a, a couple more in the chamber. Yeah, he him. he got yeah lyrics and impact. Whereas Cool G is Crank. more lyrics. Yeah, right? he showed up to the BET Awards, uh, KRS One, and uh, they do the ciphers. Everybody knows they do the ciphers and. He was just freestyling in his cypher, so they kept doing takes, and he just keep freestyling. That's what he did. Everybody else had something prepared. He was still KRS-One even then, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Amongst the best MCs in the world, he was freestyling. Yeah. Else was. yeah. Sounds like I've been outvoted. So moving on to the number one MC of the 80s, a man that had the most impact in the 80s, and changed the, best the culture <sighs> going forward, and was the hands-down best lyricist. Who started in the The 80s. God MC. The God MC. I ain't no joke. 
smoke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm gonna make sure it's broke. When I'm going, no one gets on. Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set. I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder, damn. But think about it, then you understand. I'm just an addict addicted to music. Maybe it's a habit. I gotta use it. Even if it's jazz or the quiet storm. I hook a beat up, convert it into hip hop form. Write a rhyme and graffiti in every show you see me in. Deep concentration, cause I'm no comedian. Jokers are wild if you wanna be tame. I treat you like a child, then you're gonna be named. Another enemy, not even a friend of me. Cause you'll get fried in the end when you pretend to be competing. Cause I just put your mind on pause and I complete when you compare my rhyme with yours. I wake you up and as I stare in your face, you seem stunned. Remember me, the one you got your idea from. But soon you start to suffer. The tuna get rougher when you start to stutter. That's when you had enough of fighting it'll make you choke. You can't provoke, you can't cope. You should have broke because I ain't no joke. Joke. Rocking. Yep. Who wants to start? first um, uh let me ask you something freeze should should you follow the leader man if i don't follow the leader long enough mm-hmm. he's gonna drag yeah that, that's that's, 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 that's it that's the, that's that's just the way it is you know it dig him he never dug him mm-hmm. that's he it couldn't follow the leader long enough so he drug him that's it. Uh, i dig him and then i dug him i drug him then i fuck him right in the butt i don't even much love him i think he said that too right uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, recall. Okay, moving on. Sounds more, like, um, well, sounds more like too short. Okay, <laughs> everything's, everything. it's all too like short. when I, when I, when, like when I listen to Nas, all I hear is I want to get fucked. I want my dick sucked. When I listen to KRS One, my my ears hear badass bitches fucking in the dishes. Like I just don't hear it. Yeah, like it yeah. comes in as Phil. It's like a sickness. It's a sickness. I hear it feel like like Neo can see numbers. It's a sickness. I all see right. pussies. I see floating pussies. I don't see floating. It, it, there are worse it's sicknesses sick. though. To be honest, there yeah. are worse sicknesses. It's a sickness. It's just all in Joe's head. There, there are worse sex related sicknesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there definitely are. As mystical. Um. um Shit, that's Usher. Fuck, that's a, talk Rakim. more affectionately about Rakim. I fuck with Usher. Usher's my nigga. But anyway, and I don't, you know, fuck that situation. But anyway, my nigga Rakim, <laughs> me personally, speaking for myself, because I think we all kind of came up with this list in different ways. To me, this list, and again, I, I agree with Fred, and this may be long, so, so bear with me. I agree with Fred because it's hard to put these lyricists up against each other and say who's better and who's because it sounds selfish it sounds offensive it sounds like you're dissing the person that you place at number two number three number four it it it's kind of not fair to say this mc is better than this mc when at the end of the day all of them make great music and really all of them kind of got a crown so being subjective is unfair yeah and for me like but, i said it wasn't about it it, it wasn't about being better it, it was really about defining the 80s top mcs for me it was about who was better yeah. and rock him is the best mc musically and lyrically on that whole fucking list yeah. yes he, he's rock him a lot yeah man I, I have to agree with you guys as far as as far as rock him is concerned the, like he he kind of hits both like a, a lot of the strengths that we gave a lot of the people on the list he kind of has both of them in spades he has the strengths he has the lyrics, he has the impact, and he probably made a bigger lyrical impact and just as much of an impact socially and all that other type of stuff as anyone else, man. You clearly so. saw his impact in the 90s. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you, you saw. And he's still change. unbelievably dope. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, God yeah, yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. like this dude. Producer. 
like Fred well, was like just, what did he? Um, Fred was just staring at me intensely because I I think he can feel the the bullshit brewing from my side of the room. What do you mean? What do you mean, man? Because uh, <laughs> no, that no, that's that's cool. Because you know, if I think six and five should be swapped out. If now since we taken since I understand that lyrics and impact, because the list I just got number six is Slick Rick, number five is Coogee Rap. Yes, Coogee Rap is a better lyricist than Slick Rick, but Slick Rick had more of an impact, and he still had lyrics. So if it's lyrics and impact. Then Slick Rick should be five and Cool G should be six. As much as I don't want to say, we that. putting that to a vote. Okay. Now Frank. lyrically, we know who's better. So that's two. This Frank. list changes at the moment. I'm confused now. Nah. nah. Okay, cannabis. Uh, cannabis. We know. We know Cool G is shit. So analyze air intake. Okay. Innate intelligent interface. <laughs> interface. So before before it becomes final, and we put it online, and people get mad at us. I'm totally with that just in the sense that like like what we were just saying there because you know we're just doing it like the only reason why I think they like that is because we also let that little evolution thing creep, keep in and like Slick was closer to one side but again like I'm fine with because this type of stuff is malleable because mm-hmm. at this point you're malleable like these guys are malleable you know it ain't like this guy whack. No, 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 What say you, Crane? About what again? Uh, switching uh, five and six. Five and six. Um, let me see. Switching Slick out, Rick no. should be number five. Slick Rick should be number five. Cool G should be number six. And Cool G Rap should be number six. Slick Rick above Cool G. No. Lyrics and impact. Lyrically, we know he's above Slick Rick. Lyrics no. and cultural impact. Slick Rick had a big no. No. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, man. I guess, I guess, I. If you if you're making the impact. list, of, if you're making the list, fuck it. You know, if you're I, making the list about that, I know that. Goddamn, you make more of a goddamn impression. This damn podcast, joyifying this shit. You goddamn right, I am. I guess I have to make it. Um, <laughs> shit, right, I'm joyify this bitch. I guess. Um. I don't know, man. I guess I have to agree. Even though I just, uh, it's hard for me to move Coogee Rap down on the list. But if it's about both things. It's hard as Coog- Coogee Rap, yeah. Coogee Rap kind of didn't make, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people, he didn't make the same sort of impact um, that, he didn't make that same sort of impact that Slick Rick made in other areas. Exactly. Can I say this? If it, it's, this but, is, go ahead, go ahead. But going to. forward, where do they stand album-wise? That's a whole nother conversation, which we can get into. And when I say this, we're going to get right back into that shit. Nope. I, I want to say that if this list was just about lyrics in this hot-ass room, if this list was just about lyrics solely, then Coogee Rap would be a lot fucking higher. He would be like top five, top five. Yeah, because I mean, this dude was on. I mean, the he already in top five. He's at five. He's top five. If we, if the list stands as it is, he's at five. Yeah, because like, but just lyrics. I mean, if we're just doing that, yeah, I mean, he's still top. He's I mean, no, I'm top just, five. Okay, well, I mean, because really, then you could just leave him there, actually. Yeah, but I mean, I agree with where he's at. I agree that impact wise, Slick Rick is higher. I agree with that. So that's 
If if y'all want to do that, we can do that. Slick Rick five, Cool G six. But just to show him respect, lyrically, I would have to say that he is higher than Slick Rick. If it was just lyrics. I think we can all agree with that. If it was just well, Slick Rick. Well, he is higher than Slick Rick. Yeah, he's, he's on the list. Five. He's at five. Slick Rick is at six. He's in the no, top No, I'm five. saying, okay. He wants, he's saying swap them you because mean, he's saying that Slick Rick had more of a cultural impact. Okay. But if it was just lyrics, exactly. then he would actually move, he would actually leave it the way it was. Yeah. So, well, but, well, how about this? I'm saying, that, that's Since what I'm saying. I am at the head desk. And you haven't been here for too many of them. You haven't had your chance to get pissed off yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to change it. Okay. It's going to stay where it's at. Because? Because you need your moment in the sun to be pissed off just like everyone else in this room has been. I don't get, I don't get pissed off by nothing. <laughs> because you have to be irritated too. Okay. And, and, Isn't and, that right? <laughs> so let me ask you this. So even, so you're willing to, to be an asshole just because you want to go against what I say. Even no, though, I'm to, even though you know Slick Rick had more of an impact overall than Coogee Rap, I think that's spiting me. You're spiting me. I think, which I'm cool with you spiting me. I love hate. I, about, I welcome it. I need it. I, if we're talking about, I did do the MC, Magoo thing out of spite, though. I, I don't. I mean, you also oh, you see you admit we're back no. Right I'm now. just joking with You're you, man. Now. I just wanted to see you do that. And I'm the biggest <laughs> asshole in this room. Let me be fair. I make all other people's assholes, but nobody's a big asshole than me. I acknowledge but that. But here's why: I no one has a larger asshole. Oh, okay, I wow. Get what you're <laughs> I get. I get what you're saying. I don't I even it. like that joke. All right. Here's what I'm saying. Here's I why I think he needs to stay at five. I think that his lyrical ability and his 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 impact in the going forward in the nineties. Name another slick Rick that popped up in the nineties. Okay, I'm confused now. No, his 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 co- his impact going forward. Coogee's okay. rap, Coogee rap's impact going forward sparked a whole nother subgenre of hip hop. In the nineties, okay. Mafioso style of rap. I feel what you're saying. Yeah. I feel what you're saying. Yeah. Name another, name another slick Rick that when you go from the eighties to the nineties was there. Okay, that's a perfect. That's perfect. I can't disagree with that specifically. Yeah, but that's still lyrics. Do you mean, but no, do you I mean, mean slick, even do you mean even slick Rick or people who are like slick. Rick? Well, I'm gonna say like slick. Rick. Well, I'm gonna say well, who I'm who, who people who people who who bit. The slick Rick who took a bite off the slick Rick tree. But here's the thing. Here's 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 another thing though. A lot of people were storytellers, like what Slick Rick was doing, and they they borrowed Slick Rick storytelling. But what Cool G Rap did, he created a subgenre. He did. That. He created a subgenre. And slick Rick of, didn't do that. Exactly. So basically, we owe a lot of like that the way we lyrically rap. rap. Exactly. Um, when you listen to um stuff like what Raekwon and the guys are doing, and you listen to a song and so forth, you're getting a lot of that. Cool G rap situation. I mean, in my, you can tie, you know, only built for Cuban links directly to Cool G rap. Go okay. listen to on the go listen to on the road to the okay. riches. My okay. name is Cool so G rap, and I'm on the road to the riches. Here's two. It's two things going on. I'll say it after Crane says what he has to say, but it's two things I'm hearing, and I agree with both, which makes it hard. No, no, you go ahead, man. I'm, I'm, um, the first thing that I'm saying. Well, the first argument, I guess, that's coming from my side is if the list is about impact, then in my opinion, Slick Rick is more of a household name than Cool G Rap. And I hate to say it, people who become household names 
usually by default make a bigger impact. I but but that. but almost done. But 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 so that's my side of it. You guys' side of it, which is just as fucking valid, is he had a more of a lasting imprint. It he cool G rap had more of a lasting imprint over Slick Rick. And I'll say this, and this is why, because I think that because we cannot talk about Slick Rick without talking about the jail term. Had Slick Rick not gone to jail, yes. his impact would have been bigger going forward into the 90s. Behind Bars. Behind, because, yeah, Behind Bars, which was a weird-ass album completely yeah. produced by dumb. Warren G. Yes, dumb diddy dum But um, as far as him having an impact in the 80s, hands down nobody better then who nobody better as far as impact in the 80s for slick rick his impact in the 80s is important that's why i sit him at six okay cool g rap he's somebody that a lot of the like novices they won't be able to say his name slick rick was such a character we said that earlier slick rick has such a presence and he was such a character that you got man, you know who Slick Rick. When, when you see somebody with a bunch of chains on, you either talking about Mister T, I mean, I, uh, or Slick Rick. Mister T, Buster Rhymes, the Slick Rick. Yeah, exactly. Shit, what he said. Yeah, so it's that's like what you think yeah. of automatically. Exactly. So basically, at in the, rap, you want to be like Slick Rick, exactly. chain wise. People exactly. say that. Exactly. I, my chain game better than Slick Rick. I exactly. Wanna, like that's you want to be him chain wise. Yep. Yep. In rap. Mm-hmm. Well, for that fact, we can bring in Ghostface. Yep. Ghostface definitely took from Slick Rick yeah. in that yeah. regard. In that regard. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He sure did. Yeah, because the whole thing with the the even getting down to the bracelet and stuff, he was borrowing that from him. So Ghostface kind of was an amalgam of the two. That's yeah, funny, Ghostface right? Ghostface was an amalgam of Slick Rick and Cool G Rap. Yeah, man. Wow. Know, with 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 an esoteric with an esoteric flow to the boot. Yes, he you was. know what I'm saying? Yes, so that's just kind of that's a whole all over the place. But that's just my point, but Coogee Rap is the godfather of mafioso rap. From what Rick Ross is doing on down, all of these guys, they owe that whole, listen to Road to the Riches. It's the blueprint. From Road to the Riches to Reasonable Doubt yep. to Only Built for Cuban Links to Port of Miami. That is all Coogee Rap. Especially uh, Only Built for Cuban Links. Especially. especially it's especially like shit. Only Built for Cuban Links. Yep. Even Nas's um what was this, what was Nas's second album? It was written. It, it was, was written, written yep. when he went through mafia when he went through mafioso Nas. Street days. dreams are made that of is, these. That yep. is straight. We gotta get out these chains, son. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of being a slave, <laughs> G. <laughs> that was like the worst the worst Southern accent. Listening to them try to do Southern accents, it was it was great. Not was, only Southern but slaves. Yeah, they oh, we got to get out of these chains, B. Yeah, <laughs> man. But uh, no, I'm tired no. of these chains, God. Yeah, God damn, son. You know what I'm saying? Take these sweaty timbos off in the South. In the South, I can't pick cotton in this shit, B. Yes. <laughs> word to mother. Um, word, word, word to slave master, B. Straight jacking. So, <laughs> so let's break down this list, man. I think that it, it, it is... I think that is. I think it's solid. I think that it is what so, it is. So, so cool G rap above slick rap. Yeah, just because, like I said, it's a whole subgenre. I, it, I look. The big thing I lament is the fact that I can't get Cube or nobody like that in there because that's another subgenre that was birthed. But you know, you there's a lot of arguments that can happen there because you got like, whoa, uh, well, <laughs> well, you know, you got PSK 
and all that other stuff by Schooly D. Um, that actually was also uh, a subgenre created as well. But we're not gonna go there. So we got to give it to we got to give it to him. We got I, I'm we got to give it to him. We got to give it to him. And it also makes Joseph very unhappy. No, I'm not unhappy with no, that. No, you're unhappy. You know what? You're unhappy. For it, so you're sad. So for the show, <laughs> be <that>. angry. <laughs> okay, I'll do it for the show. Be angry and go. Lawrence likes drama and bullshit. Go. Be angry. So I'll give the bullshit, even though I really Action. don't feel this way. Action. I have to portray this Action. because it makes them happy and situations get happy. Heavy. That was a dope heavy. ass song. That was a dope. All right, ass song. so check it out. Let's break down this list and this, wrap this thing up, man. All right, so coming in at number ten. Grandmaster Cass. At number nine, Melly Mel. At number eight, Cool Mo D. Number seven, MC Light. At number six, Slick Rick. At five, Cool G Rap. At four, KRS One. At three, LL Cool J. At number two, Big Daddy Kane. And at number one, rock him. Next week, we will be continuing this series with 90s rappers. Top 10 90s rappers who had impact and lyrics. Yeah, good luck and, with that. And uh, that's probably going to be a little bit harder. Um, so that's <laughs> we'll be figuring that you're out. Because you're not ranking them like we're ranking them, man. So I don't we're know how the soul that ranking way. system is going to go. Um, yeah. I don't know how that ranking is going to go. Who's doing it the soul-crushing way? Grown-ups. We're doing it the soul-crushing way. We're like we always say about who this we time. like the most. Don't go out there and do mm. no dumb shit. Like try to make a top 10 list going by the decade. Because that shit is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because grown-ass men do grown-man shit. We ain't got no closing song. We have... I love being an asshole. The Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by Fourth Coast Media, produced by Lawrence Tremell, and recorded at Fourth Coast Studios. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast? I love being an asshole.